Blog Talk Radio. Every company has a Facebook page these days. But where's the relationship status? Well, eSurance is now in a relationship with Allstate. And it looks pretty serious. eSurance. Click or call. Despite Obama's unqualified statement of unwavering support for Israel and Zionism, the owner of the Atlanta Jewish Times Andrew Adler wrote just a few weeks ago that Israel should consider giving the go-ahead for U.S.-based Mossad agents to take out a president deemed unfriendly to Israel in order for the current vice president to take his place and forcefully dictate that the United States policy includes its helping the Jewish state obliterate its enemies. Then Adler wrote this. Yes, you read correctly. Order a hit on a president in order to preserve Israel's existence. Did you hear about that? How many of you heard about that? Raise your hand. Oh, that's a small number of you. Now, when I say something, they make sure everybody knows if it's negative, Farrakhan, the anti-Semite, Farrakhan, the hater, Farrakhan, the this. Why the hell didn't the media tell you what that man said about killing our brother in the White House? Talk back to me. It's because they protect their own regardless to the evil of their people. But you're going to get out of it today. You're going to make a different change today or I'll tell you what the results will be.
But Obama wants to own the word fair and the phrase middle class. And yet, who has done more destruction to working people in this country than Obama? Why isn't it proper to point out the Democrat base is made up, for the most part, of the nation's losers? Free enterprise can do a better job producing the things that people need than government can. Less government and less taxes and more freedom for the people. Iran, Cuba, Venezuela, these countries are tiny compared to the Soviet Union. Free myself and the American flag. Never give up the freedom my pop fought for us to have. Never give it back. Same with the gas. You can never take that. Never take that. On this Memorial Day, as our nation honors its unbroken line of fallen heroes, and I see many of them in, in the audience here today.
Good evening, folks. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones. This is the Dr. C. Robert Jones Conservative Report. Weekdays at 9 p.m. Eastern mm-hmm. on the Wild yep. Radio Network. Good evening, folks. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Good evening. We got some stuff to talk about tonight. A lot of stuff going on this week. A lot of stuff, and the week has just gotten started. Today's date, February 28th, 2012 AD. Beautiful Old Town Alexandria. I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. Wow. Wow. That's all I can say. (laughs) So much has gone on today. You wouldn't believe it. Michigan. Wow. Romney is pulling that out. Arizona. It looks like Romney is well on his way to becoming the nominee, although I am now on the bandwagon of Santorum. We've got a mess going on with our president. Mark Levine is talking the talk and walking the walk with regard to Obama's apology tour. Two-thirds of the U.S. deaths in Afghanistan have occurred since Obama's, quote, surge, end quote. President is cutting health care benefits for our troops. President Obama states that when he is out of office in five years, that he's going to get himself a Chevy Volt. (laughs) Oh, my God, what a mess. Uh, (laughs) All right, but let's get get down to business here. Um, We're going to take a – we're going to take our quick – a quick break before we get into uh, all the events of the day and uh, all the craziness that's going on uh, with the um, with this uh, with this current uh, situation. Uh, I, I don't even know how to I don't even know how to focus on it right now. It's crazy. Got a lot happening, but we're going to talk about it all. We've got an hour to do it, and we're gonna we're gonna get into it. So bear with me here. We'll be right back. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Mm -hmm. Let's get together this weekend. This is Tesla, your host of the Internet Radio Talk Show, Socialism is Not an Option. Every weekend we bring you three fantastic, exciting shows that are sure to make you laugh, cry, get angry, and even think. Start your weekend on Friday night with the Roundtable Roundup Edition. This show features other radio hosts and listeners who call in. And it's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get when the show opens. Our Saturday program is the American Exceptionalism Edition that focuses on the Constitution and our founding fathers in light of today's current events emphasizing America's greatness. The American Exceptionalism Edition is for all patriots. 
and our Hot Topic program sizzles every Sunday as we analyze the important national and international issues with intelligent political analysis without the bells and whistles. If you want the truth without the distractions, Sunday is where you want to be. Join us every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday on the Internet Radio Talk Show, Socialism is Not an Option. That's www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Tesla. See you this weekend. Socialism is not an option. WWWDB 24-7 Internet Talk Radio. When we do Internet Talk Radio, we receive support from a great many areas. We have listener support, of course, and some who help with the promoting. One group that often goes unrecognized are the wives of Internet Talk Radio hosts. They are the ones who tolerate our dalliances and the time we invest in our hobbies. Well, this is one way we can properly recognize those who are closest to us by broadcasting their sincere sentiments regarding our passions. I am going to stay up all night. You have family, you know. You're always at that computer. How much money do you make doing that dumbass radio show? You're not the only one that lives there, you know. You better come and eat. I'm not bringing it in there. It's getting closer. It's halftime at the primaries. Super Tuesday is the day that could potentially decide the GOP nomination. Four remaining candidates. Eleven states. Across four time zones. From the people who brought you the ever-popular Iowa Caucus All-Night Special. We're back. Bringing you another fantastic night of results coverage. The Super Tuesday All-Night Special. March 3rd, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. 7 hours of exciting, uninterrupted coverage. Follow the links from one show to the next. What are the shows? Well, I'm glad you asked. Teaming up again is Tesla with Doc Jones, Dave Gray, and GG Rocks, and Jermaine, a.k.a. GGT183. Special commentator and contributor throughout the night is Annie Ubellis of Southern Sense. At 7 p.m., Tesla will host Socialism is Not an Option on a special Tuesday night episode. join again and comment and discuss exit polling and actual results. Next up at 9 p.m., join me, David Graham, on my, my, my show, Stay Mad Radio, where we'll continue the coverage, joined by T-Ski Rocks and other callers and guests. And then, no, 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 no,
is not over yet. GGT 183 comes on at 11 p.m. and launches a special three-hour version of Conservative Primetime. As you know, this show always mixes it up. And this show is the cleanup hitter. And we'll conclude your evening crackling and pop-pop-popping from the excitement of today. So you get results coverage from 7 p.m. until 2 a.m. With the way some of these primary races have gone so far, it promises to be an action-packed all-night special. So please join us for fun interaction and informative commentary. Call in to vent, rant, or promote your guy. Just make sure you tell us why. <laughs> See you on Super Tuesday. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. All right, we're back with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Let's get this party started right now. All the promos are out there. Please be present for Super Tuesday. I will probably not be hosting as indicated in the promo, but a lot of other good folks are. So be there or be square. It's going to be a great party. Super Tuesday, be there. Hey, in Obama's book, The Audacity of Hope, Mr. Obama stated that eking out a bare Democratic majority isn't good enough. Indeed, if the pollsters were correct and the Democrats win the overwhelming majorities in the House and Senate, which they did, Obama was slated to get everything he wanted. But how many times would the American people have to be hit over the head before they understand that Barack Obama is the most corrupt dictatorial and ideologically driven president in American history. That is, his entire being and psyche are devoted to transforming the country not only into a socialist utopia, but into a nation permanently governed by a radical oligarchy. Now, look that word up. It took a lot to say it. <laughs> That's O-L-I-G-A-R-C-H-Y. And it certainly is not easy to say. You know, this mindset has been on display since the beginning of Obama's terms. term, as detailed by David Limbaugh in his book, Rush Limbaugh's Brother, Crimes Against Liberty. Yet so many seem not to care or are so deliberately ob oblivious to the long-term ramifications of Obama's actions, many of which mirror those of despots that ran roughshod over the last century. And I've been talking about this for a lot, a long time. Earlier uh, this evening, I spoke to this issue with a friend, and I talked about how this administration is following in the footsteps of Adolf Hitler, Benito Mussolini, famous despots from Russia, and all over the Middle East, including, including our neighbor, Fidel Castro. 
For example, the recent ruling by Obama, uh, Obama's Department of Health and Human Services forcing religious institutions to provide either directly through private insurance contraceptives, not only contraceptives but abortion pills and sterilization. It's not a matter of so-called women's rights, as some people have indicated, but a means of setting the president and foundation to force organized religion to be subservient to the state. Now, can we do a little bit of a history lesson here? Yeah, I think we should. Because history will teach us that we're engaged right now in a situation where we're in a quagmire. History teaches us that this is a situation that we should avoid. The passage of Obamacare from which this edict stems has nothing to do with health care. So many are focusing on this women's rights. And the fact that you know what what all Obama is trying to do is look out for women's health and provide the means in case they make a mistake or and are punished with a baby that they can get rid of that punishment, get rid of that baby, because as Obama stated. If Sasha and Malia make a mistake, he doesn't want a situation to exist where they are punished with a baby. He doesn't want that. So he's just looking out for the lady's hell. He said so. It's all about women being able to to get rid of a baby. We'll be right back. You're listening to the CCR Jones Situation Report. So when a mom calls the 24-7 nurse line at 3 a.m. and their child has a fever, I understand. Tell me exactly what you're seeing and hearing with your child, and we will get you the care that you need. We all know babies don't keep business hours. We're here 24-7 because some questions just can't wait. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Georgia. I've got two daughters, nine, year old, nine years old and six years old. If they make a mistake, I don't want them punished with a baby. My fiance and I want to have children one day. Just not right now. I mean, why should we be punished with a baby we don't want and can't afford? Our frat party got a little out of hand and I hooked up with one of the girls from Beta Gamma. Uh, I'm paying for half of the abortion, but why should either one of us be punished with a baby we don't want. My husband and I thought we were done having kids. I mean, I've just gone back to work, and we just really can't afford this new one. So why should I, why should my family be punished with another baby? My boyfriend and I usually use a condom, but one night, well, you know. Anyways, I got pregnant. Why should I be punished with a baby? Over 90% of the 1.4 million abortions that take place each year in America terminate accidental pregnancies. 
In other words, abortion is used as just another form of birth control. If you believe this is okay, then vote for Barack Obama and Joe Biden. They're the most pro-abortion major party candidates to ever run for the White House. They have promised to do all they can to protect the so-called right to abortion for any reason, including birth control. But if you believe that over 40 million pre-born babies killed because someone made a mistake and got pregnant is wrong, then you owe it to your conscience and, yes, these babies, to cast your vote elsewhere. This is the Orthos Forum, and we approve this message. Well... Even though that promo went out, not a lot of people listened, to, did they? No, not a lot of people did. The, patch, the passage of Obamacare from which this edict stems has now seeped into our religious organizations. The Obama regime has shown... The callous disregard for the sanctity of life, as no no administration in the nation's past has so aggressively promoted abortion, and through the rationing mechanism in Obamacare, the very real prospect of government-sponsored euthanasia. N- nothing. Nothing reveals Obama's dictatorial mindset more than his relationship with Congress. His recent actions in unilaterally making appointments that should be subject to Senate approval while the Senate is still in session are blatantly unconstitutional and done to marginalize Congress. Think about that. Obama is setting himself up as a dictator here in this great country. Can you imagine? Did any of you think that something like this could occur just 20 years ago, 10 years ago? Remember when liberals were suggesting that George Bush was setting himself up as a dictator with a lot of the homeland security issues? Remember that? So many of my liberal friends out there were saying, were using the word dictator to describe a lot of the policies that President Bush sought to put in place. How ironic is that? Meanwhile, President Obama launched a plethora of appointments in the form of czars. His appointments, his appointment of czars is a means of bypassing Congress, bypassing Congress and their oversight. His Department of Justice has been transformed into an advocacy group to enforce the left-wing radical version of social justice while refusing to be accountable to Congress. Obama himself has resorted to utilizing executive orders and volumes of regulations from various agencies under his command in order to put in place his radical policies and to sidestep Congress 
and thus the will of the people. Because as we know, President Obama is seeking to get things done for the American people. His, his new policy is we cannot wait. We can't wait. We cannot wait for Congress to act. We can't wait for Congress to stop bickering. We can't wait for Congress. I need to get things done for the American people. That's his excuse for going around Congress, for bypassing Congress, for pretty much taking a shit on the Constitution of the United States of America. Let's just be clear about what he's doing. And so many of you liberals out there are saying, hooray, hooray, I need to get things done for the American people. And it's met with thunderous applause. He wants to get things done. He needs to get things done. How many times have we seen clips of Obama suggesting that he needs to get he needs to get things done for the American people and how much he'd like to bypass Congress and the Constitution? And how many times has the camera cut away to a cheering crowd, just cheering him on, saying, hey, that's great. That's great news. You do that. You, you bypass Congress. You set yourself up as a dictator, Obama, so you can get things done for the American people. Is that what, we, is that, is that what we've come to? Is that what we've come to where the President of the United States is being cheered for pretty much discarding the Constitution of the United States of America, that very Constitution that got him elected in the first place? It's amazing to me how far we've come and and folks were saying that hey you know what we've uh, america is now a great country because we finally elected a black president we finally elected a black man to the white house that just shows how 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 we've left the past behind In the furtherance of Obama's transformational goals, he and his minions, well, they're in the process of shackling the free market. How are they doing it? Through unfettered government control and influence. It's the aim of the Obama presidency to create a so-called, quote, government business partnership, end quote. Wherein the government chooses the winners and losers based upon their allegiance to the support and support of the regime. Think of Solyndra and all of these green jobs that are failing. All of these green companies, most of them are failing, going into bankruptcy. Because no matter how much the government, i.e. the Obama administration, how much money they put into, how much support they put into these green jobs initiatives, 
The American people aren't ready for that sort of thing. We're not going quietly into that good night. And there's nothing, nothing that the Obama administration can do about it. They'll sink millions and millions of our tax dollars into companies like Solyndra and the others, Solyndra just being the most famous, in the hopes of turning Americans from fossil fuels, coal, you know, the usual suspects. Obama has laid out a goal for this country that we will no longer be oil dependent, that uh, gas prices, electric prices, electric bills, everything will necessarily skyrocket to the point where we will refrain from using our air conditioners or heating our homes beyond a certain point or using our cars to drive any great distance because he'll make it too expensive for us to do so. And thus, we'll be forced to turn to him, to the government. Well, he wants us to be using all electric cars by a certain date. I think it's 2025 or something like that. And since we're not going as quickly as he wants us to go, he engineers the inflation of gas prices to sort of speed up getting us to do what he wants us to do. We're not doing it on our own. We're not interested. So he's just going to kind of give us a little bit of a nudge. And the way to do that is not to say you will do this or that. No, he's doing it kind of the the Andy Griffith kind of way. Remember when Andy would kind of get Barney or maybe his son or Aunt B or Floyd to kind of do things? And make them think it was their idea the whole time. Remember how cool he was at doing that? Well, that's what Obama's trying to get us to do. He's trying to get us to kind of it's it's kind of make it our idea. Kind of getting me to think, well, you know, maybe, you know, gas prices are skyrocketing. You know, pretty soon it'll be five dollars a gallon. Maybe I should maybe I should ride my bike more. Or maybe I should look into that electric vehicle. You know, because gas prices are way too high. Never mind, the cost of actually charging up that electric vehicle is close to being the same price as as getting some gas in my car, a tank of gas. Charging the electric vehicle costs almost as much as going to the pump. But see… It's we're, it's being stated that we're we're going to save money. No, he just wants us away from fossil fuels and out of the frying pan into the fire. Obama, in his public speeches and well-produced appearances, plays the fictional role of someone who cares for the little guy. He's the people's avenger against those who. Uh, he defines as the enemy, be it the wealthy, the corporations, deeply committed religious groups, conservatives, and the Tea Party movement, or those insurgent ideologues in Congress who stand in the way of his nation-saving agenda. In this quest for power, there are no lies. Too egregious to tell. Or societal tensions too dangerous to create. 
as he and he alone can save this nation. Barack Obama is following in the footsteps of the despots who dominated the 20th century. If given another term in office, he, along with his fellow travelers in the administration, will be unencumbered in attempting to complete the transformation of the United States. But you know what? They won't accomplish it, just as those they admired in previous centuries did. They'll fail. They'll succeed only in initiating massive social upheaval and violence. That's where we're headed. Think about the Tea Party movement. We gather together peacefully, say our peace, and disperse. Meanwhile, the Occupy Wall Street movement, well, they deal drugs, they do drugs, they engage in prostitution, they beat the hell out of each other, they litter up every place they are, they take craps on police cars, they start fires, they try to eat for free in restaurants, and they basically make a bunch of asses out of themselves. America will not go quietly into that good night. We've seen this before. We've seen it all before. Obama will not succeed in turning this country into a socialist utopia. Socialism is not an option. Meanwhile, that's just a plug for Tesla's show. Socialism is not an option. Just threw that out there. But it's not. It's a, it's a, it's a power grab, plain and simple. Now, I spoke to several friends just the other day about this very situation. Every man a king. Remember Kingfish, Huey Long? Every man a king. Share the wealth. We've seen this here in this country numerous times. Huey Long wanted those of us who create, who produce, to share our wealth. And if we would not do it on our own, we would be forced to do it. Every man a king. If every man is a king, then no man is a king. If we're all special then nobody is. If every man is a winner, then there is no winner. Everything that you see happening here today, this year, in the last three years, we've seen it all before. Think about it. Go to your history books. Look it up online. We've had Barack Obama three times, three times officially. One of those Barack Obamas was Huey Long. 
Huey did some good things. He did some good things for the great state of Louisiana by taking from other people and giving to somebody else. Now, the only problem with those good things that he did was he forced other people to give up what they rightfully earned, what they worked hard for, so that he could give it to somebody else. In that case, Barack Obama and Huey Long, the Kingfish, are no different. They are thieves. What's the difference between what Barack Obama wants to do, what the Kingfish did, and your average thief? If I take, if I go out and rob someone, taking all of their possessions or half, let's just say I go out and rob a woman and go through, ramble through her purse while she's standing there frightened, and I take half of what's in her purse, and I keep it because I deserve it. You've got too much, lady, and I'm going to take half of your stuff. I'm not going to take it all, but I'm going to take half because you just had a really nice dinner and you got some diamond rings. I'm not even going to take those. I'm just going to take I'm just going to take half of everything that's in your purse because I deserve it. And I'm going to spread it around, you know, however I see fit. What's the difference between what I just did and what Obama wants to do and what Huey Long did all those many years ago? Well, it's legal. That's the only difference. It's legal. Because what the Obama administration wants to do is tax me until I give him what he thinks he is rightfully owed so that he can give to somebody else. There's a lust for power going on here. And just like those despots of old, where their lust for power led them to shred any written constitution or traditions as they systematically imposed their regulations, laws, and executive orders geared primarily towards centralizing authority in the government as individual rights and liberties were extinguished, where legislatures were abolished or marginalized, organized religion was forced to be subservient to the state, and respect for the sanctity of life was extinguished, those owners and managers of businesses and industries were intimidated and compelled to be submissive and loyal to the state by the time the populace became aware of what was happening to their respective countries, it was too late. Let's not let it be too late here. Because everything that I just said is happening right here and now. Take the citizens of Germany in the first four years of the 1930s. They would have found it impossible to imagine what became of their country by 1945. 
or to think it even remotely possible. Take those folks in Italy in the 1920s, promised so much by the Mussolini, Mussolini regime. They eagerly voted the fascists into power only to end up with a society torn asunder and a nation lying in ruins. The same results were played out in Russia, China, and many countries in Eastern Europe. Don't think that it can't happen here. Don't think that it can't happen to us. I used to think that it couldn't happen. But folks, it can happen. It can happen here to us here in the United States. We, we've seen this. We've seen it play out throughout history. Compassion. Let's have compassion for our fellow man. Let's give. That's what they say. Oh, and by the way, if you won't give, we're going to take. It's all about power. It's all about them grabbing power to decide what's best for us. Now, the history of the United States and its traditions of liberty and individual freedom should be should be a bulwark against the successful emergence of someone like Barack Obama, you would think. Yet, the majority of the citizenry in this country, the media, the opposition party, the members of Congress, and the judiciary, they're not shouting from the hill, the highest hilltops. They're not shouting from the rafters. They're not shouting from the rooftops and taking action to stop the Obama regime's unconstitutional acts and power grabs. They're not doing that at all. Much like the Mussolini and Hitler regimes, they are silent or they are in conspiracy. We see where we're headed. We have seen this all before. How many? How many times must we see history play out over and over and over again and do absolutely nothing? We've got we've got a damn groundhog day going on here for the last century. History repeats itself, but you know what the good thing is? This passes. Obama won't succeed. If history is an indication, then Obama won't succeed. But the flip the flip side of this coin is that if History is repeating itself, and we know that Obama won't succeed. We do know that there will be a lot of pain and suffering along the way. That this country will be left in ruins if we don't act now. And I mean ruins. 
I don't mean that metaphorically. Let's not let it get to that point. Since we've seen history, we have a blueprint of what is occurring. Why don't we just go ahead and act to stop it? Can we do that? Because nobody is. How many people are saying, we really need to stop this? We've got to find a way to get this guy out of office before he destroys this great country. I know so many people who love this guy. They think he's doing a great job. A great job. Do you remember America? Do you remember? We'll be right back. I remember America. Sure, you can still find it on a map, but nobody older than 20 thinks this is America. Even if coordinates are the same, we've lost our compass. You don't have a direction without reference, a true north. For America, it was liberty. When we lost the love of liberty, our understanding of liberty, it was just a matter of time before the rest of it was lost. Some think it started when the auto companies were nationalized, or the police state to control the internet, or when certain companies couldn't fail because their relationship with politicians made them too big to fail, and the rest of us, without political influence, were too small to succeed. Sure, that all happened pretty quickly, over just a couple of years, but liberty had been gradually devolving for decades. Some of the more astute, like Ayn Rand, saw it about 50 years before others. She warned us. But people didn't believe it could happen here until it did. Laws had been used to loot productive individuals and businesses, but in the new millennium, under Bush and Obama, graft, corruption, and crony capitalism were no longer hidden behind closed doors. The looters and their laws came out of hiding like rabid animals that were no longer afraid of humans. It was brought into the spotlight, and it was celebrated as enlightened economic policy. Ayn Rand asked the question, and Atlas shrugged, that the rest of us were asking 60 years later. Which failing financial institution will the administration pluck from the flames of crisis, and which will it let roast? Which market or investment technique will the regulators bless, and which, in a capricious change of rules, will it condemn or outlaw? As John Galt said in his radio address, You decided you had a right to your wages, but we had no right to our profits. You called it selfish and cruel that men should trade value for value. You've now established an unselfish society where they trade extortion for extortion. People who had never produced or managed anything tried to manage every aspect of our lives, and they brought production to a standstill. And eventually, they decided to micromanage the food supply in the name of fairness and safety. And we all know what happened then. Fiction can be a powerful influence for good or bad. It's too bad more people didn't read Atlas Shrugged. They might have realized where this was heading. All right, and we're back with this C. Robert Jones situation report. Call in numbers 347-884-8500. This country... Well, let me ask a question. Let me ask it this way. Has this country enjoyed peace and prosperity so long 
that everyone is jaded and preoccupied with themselves? Or in a self-induced stupor, either ignoring the situation or telling themselves that these unconstitutional steps and power grabs are minor. Is a prepackaged television image all that matters? Or could it be that there are those out there who are saying that these sorts of steps are necessary? Because George Bush put us in this mess, and Obama is, quote, just trying to get us out of it, end quote. That it wasn't Obama's fault, that he's just trying to fix the problem, and he needs to take extraordinary measures to do so. It's not his fault. All he's trying to do is fix the problem. And if he needs to shake some trees and disregard the Constitution in order to do it, then so be it. Is that it? I'm hearing all over the country these very words that it's not his fault. Is it because Obama happens to be black and everyone is too intimidated? by political correctness to speak out? Are we as a society unwilling to say in the bluntest terms that a national leader is a liar and a fraud? Why are countless members of the ruling class unwilling to learn from history? Or is it that their egos are such that they can't admit a mistake? Or do far too many have vested interest in the state, the current state of affairs? Perhaps, perhaps it is as it was in Germany, Italy, and Russia, among many. A belief that the worst could never happen here. For those of you who immigrated from those nations whose society suffered not only overwhelming destruction, but a devastating loss of freedom and liberty, we can only warn our fellow citizens that the country is going down a road that's becoming eerily familiar. It's not hyperbole to say that we see someone in the White House whose character reflects the worst and most dangerous traits to be found in a national leader. And we're, we're, we're stunned that the majority of the American people do not understand what's happening to, 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 to the most successful society in the history of mankind. And I, I don't say that lightly. We know that the only viable solution to avoid the storm clouds gathering over the horizon is to regulate, to relegate Barack Obama and his regime to the footnotes, footnote in the, in, in, in the annals of American history. Either the citizens of the sixth, on the 6th of November 2012 will choose to reverse course 
and return to the basic tenets of freedom and liberty upon which of which this nation was founded. Or the people will choose to blindly follow Barack Obama on a path which which will event which will eventuate in internal chaos and violence as well as as subversive or subservience to those countries who wish to see the end of America who wish to see the end of America's time on the world stage what we have in our midst is a manchurian candidate we have a fellow traveler in the White House who wishes to see America not as the leader of the free world, but as just one of many nations. No more important than any other country. Could we start again? Can we? Perhaps we will. On November 6th, 2012. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones situation. Good night, folks. What do I do now? Could we start again, please? I've been very hopeful so far. Now for the first time, I think we're going wrong. Hurry up and tell me, this is just a dream, or could we I think you've made your point now You've even gone a bit too far to get the message home Before it gets too frightening, we ought to call a halt So could we start again, please? I 